Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity you have given us to come before you to hear your word. Spirit of God, take control. Take over this service and teach us. We give you the glory. We give you the honor for your presence here. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for this presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Clap your hands together for the Lord. And you may take your seats. Wonderful. Awesome. Okay, we want to share the word of God for a short time. And tonight, I want us to continue with our message on Alos. I want us to continue with our message on Alos. How many of you know what is Alos by now? Alos is a Greek word. It's a Greek word. And for some few weeks now, we've been sharing about this particular word called alos. And it means another of the same kind. Another of the same kind. Another of the same kind. The opposite of that word is heteros, which is another of a different kind. Another of a different kind. But that is not what we are learning. We are learning about Another of the same kind or alos. Another of the same kind. Hallelujah. Now for tonight I want us to talk about the key to the anointing. We are sharing from alos from one of our father's books that he has written. A very small but very powerful book called alos. And I encourage all of you to have a copy. It will make you wise. This book will make you wise. Very small but very loaded. And you have realized that already we have shared so many things and we can't even move on. It's loaded. It's anointed. Amen. Amen. So tonight, let us read our foundational scripture, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 11 quickly. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 11. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 11. It says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And it was so. The next verse, it says, And the earth brought forth grass and held yielding seed after his kind, after his kind. And the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. 
God saw that when things are producing themselves after their kind, it is good. And verse 13, he says, verse 13, and the evening and the morning were the third day. Go to verse 21, verse 21, same chapter, verse 21. Please move with me. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind. After their kind. They all brought forth after their kind. And every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. So God saw that this principle of things bringing forth after its kind God saw that it was good. It was good not to make variety of this particular tree or plant, but if we make this tree, let it bring forth after his kind. So let not the tree come and die and that tree does not exist anymore. So God put in that tree a seed so that it can bring forth again after its kind. Instead of making one tree, it dies and is gone. God decided that he will make tree that will reproduce after their kind all the time. He will make another tree and he put in it the ability to reproduce after its kind. The animals to reproduce after their kind. And he saw that this principle, this way of doing things is good. It is good. Hallelujah. The next verse He says, and God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the sea, and let fire multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Verse 24. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, the cattle and the creeping things and the beasts of the earth after his kind. And it was so. Verse 25. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind and cattle after their kind and everything that creeped upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. God saw that it was good. Hallelujah. God saw that it was good. Verse 26. Verse 26. And God said, let us make man. Now we are about to make man. Let us make man after our likeness. After our likeness. When it got to man, God is looking at another blueprint that he has, that he can reproduce. And then he said, we are going to make man after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle, and over the earth, all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And God created man in his own image. God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes chapter 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 8. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 8. He says, so all things are full of labor. All things are full of labor. Man cannot alter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. 
the thing that had been, are you with me? The thing that had been, it is that which shall be. The thing that has been, it is that which shall be. The thing that has happened, it is the same thing which will happen. And that which is done, it is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. You see, if you have the wisdom of God, you can face life. And you can succeed in life to understand that what has been is that which shall be. To know that what has happened is the same thing that will happen. And that there is no new thing, there is no new thing on the earth. No new thing under the sun. Is there anything, is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new. It had been already of old time, which was before us. Whatever you can think of that you would think is new, it has happened already. Whatever style you can think of, whatever model you can think of that you would think it is new, it has been of old already. Whatever problem you are seeing that you would think this is a unique problem, this is a problem that we have never heard of, it has been already. And so you will be wise to see solutions to things that have happened and use the same solutions if they work to the new problem that you have. And you can be assured that it will work because that which has been is that which has been. And that which is done, it is that which has been done. What we are doing, it has been done before us. Hallelujah. Amen. So this is a great wisdom. This is where the concept of alos comes in. The concept of alos. And now today we are learning about the key to the anointing. The key to the anointing. Hallelujah. John chapter 14 and verse 16. John chapter 14 and verse 16. It says, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, or a lost comforter. Another of the same kind, or a lost comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Amen. Amen. So here, the another that is in this scripture is the Greek word alos versus heteros. So in the Greek version, the word that is used here is alos, which means another of the same kind of a comforter. Another comforter of the same kind. So as Jesus was leaving, he's promising us that as he's going, he's going to send us another comforter, another of the same kind of comforter or an alos comforter. Hallelujah. Do you like an alos comforter? So the comforter is the anointing or the Holy Spirit. That is the comforter. So Jesus was promising us the Holy Spirit that as he is living, he is going to send us the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now the anointing is not only intended for ministry work. The anointing is not only meant for pastors. The anointing is not only meant for prophets. The anointing is for every Christian. 
Every Christian must have the anointing and must desire to have the anointing. Every Christian must chase after the anointing. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14, he says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, for as many as are led by the anointing, by the Holy Spirit, by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So if you are a son of God, you are a child of God, you are a daughter of God, then you ought to have the Holy Spirit. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? See, some of the things that the Holy Spirit comes to do for us, few of these things that I can tell you now, number one, the Holy Spirit comes to teach you and to remind you of things that you learn. Don't you need something like that? Do you want to be a student who learns and you forget? Do you want to be a kind who is taught and you forget? But when you are a student and you have the anointing, you become a different student compared to other students. Because you will have someone, someone who teaches you and bring things to your remembrance. Hallelujah. John chapter 14 and verse 26. The Bible says, but the comforter, do you remember the comforter? The Holy Spirit or the anointing. It says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. The comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. Hallelujah. Do you understand the scripture? It says the Holy Spirit, the anointing, which the Father will give you, he will teach you all things. He will teach you all things and he will also bring all things to your remembrance that which you have been taught. The things that you have been taught. So you realize that these apostles, these disciples, when Jesus left, they were able to recollect all the things that Jesus taught them and they were able to put them down. They were able to quote, you even the thing has been written for you now, you can't even quote it. We give you the opportunity to memorize it and come and say, you can't even. But these disciples, they just heard. They just heard. When he was talking, they were not writing. But he says, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and he shall bring all things to your remembrance, the things that I have taught you, the things that I have said to you, the Holy Spirit will bring them into your remembrance. Because then you wonder, you know, sometimes when you read the, um, the Gospels and then you are, they are narrating the things that Je- and Jesus said this. And, one of the, and then they will, out of the blue, says, and then one of the people in the crowd said this. And then they were able to col- recollect all these things. It's because of the anointing. It's because of the anointing. So you also, the anointing can make you a fast learner. You need to have the anointing. You need to hunger for the anointing. You you read and you forget. You memorize things and you forget. You go and sit in examination and you don't remember anything. You stay up all night and you can't remember anything. You are frozen at the examination table because you do not have the anointing. Amen. 
Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So you need the anointing as a Christian. There is no reason why a Christian should not have the anointing to help you even in your studies. That is why as a student, you should do your quiet time every day. Seeking the anointing. Pray before you take a book. When you take a book, before you open it to read, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. When you go to lectures and your professor does not explain things well and you come home, what you need is the Holy Spirit when you open your book to expound things to you and to bring all things to your remembrance. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So, as a Christian, you need the anointing. You need the anointing. The anointing will help you to make you a fast learner. And it will teach you, it will make you excel in your examination. It will bring things to your remembrance when you sit to take a test. That is why before you open the paper to start answering, you ask for my helper, my comforter. You say, where are you, Holy Spirit? I need you to sit with me to take this test. And this is a promise from the Father. He says, the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, which the Father, the Father will send in my name. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. So you don't need to struggle. You have the anointing. Amen. It will help you. The next thing, the anointing guides you into truth. It guides you into truth. It helps you to know what is the truth. Sometimes, when someone is talking to you, you can tell that the person is lying. Not because you have done psychology, and, but because of the anointing. Because of the anointing. You, know, you don't need for someone to look your face eye to eye directly and say, because you are looking in my eye, you are telling the truth. Everyone can look in your eyes and tell a lie. Do you understand? But in the world, you say, if you cannot look me in the eye, it means you are lying. Some of you, you are even taught that when you are talking to a grown-up and you look in the eyes, it's disrespectful. Isn't that so? So then you are always lying. John chapter 16 and verse 13. He says, How be it, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He will show you things to come. He says, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. And he will show you things to come. So as a young person who is planning to get married, you need the anointing. You need the anointing. You see, you have no idea how marriage is. As you see a person and the person is so nice, everything you say, the person says yes. And the person says, I'm sorry. And the person says, oh, I am at your service. You say, your wish is my command. Whatever you want. You say, you need the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth in that person to you. You need the Holy Spirit. Amen. When, When people want to get married, oh, you see that this is the person that God has given me. You, you can conclude. If a person wants to get married, you, don't, you have no idea. 
Yes, they will say that Reverend is my father. There is nothing that I do without discussing it with Reverend. And as soon as they get married, did you tell Reverend that I did this? Did you tell Reverend, how come you're going to tell Reverend about my issue? They don't want Reverend to hear anything. But when they want to get married, is that what you are saying? Well, let me discuss it with my father first. Where is your father? Oh, Reverend is my father. When a person wants to get married, the person is home doing her things and then you call, what are you doing? Oh, I am listening to the macane. I am listening to messages. It says, I am, over, I am overtaken by the message. And now I feel like I am going all out for the Lord. I feel like I want to partake. I want to go as a missionary. Because the person knows that mission work is on your heart. And that is what you want to hear. Isn't that what you want to hear? I will tell you what you want. If a person wants to get married, they will tell you what you want to hear. But when you have the anointing, when you have the anointing, the Bible says, he will guide you into all truth. The anointing will guide you into all truth. The anointing will guide you and lead you. And this person who says, I am all for the ministry and I am going into missions and I am listening to the Makane and I am overtaken by the message and I am consumed by the message, by the work of God, you, the anointing will guide you to her house unexpectedly and you can hear her talking to her mother. Wanting to slap her mother. That is the wife you are going to marry. Even she wants to slap her mother. How about you? That is the wife you want to marry. But when you have the anointing, when you have the anointing, he will guide you into all truth. He will show you things to come. He will show you what, what kind of woman this one will become. When you are anointed, it will reveal to you, he said, this one, you say you are marrying this one. This is how she is going to be when you have the anointing. So you need the anointing. You cannot neglect the anointing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It will guide you into all truth. Amen. When you want to enter into business with someone, the anointing will guide you into the truth. Whether this is the person you should enter into business with. When you are anointed, it will, it, it, it will take you out of unjust business partners and agreements when you are anointed amen the anointing helps you when you are weak and overwhelmed and don't even know how to pray have you ever been in a situation like that before when you are so overwhelmed you look at the problem you are just weakened by the problem you don't even know how to pray but when you have the anointing Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. It says, likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The spirit of God. It makes intercession for us. When you are anointed, the Holy Spirit strengthens you when you are weak. It says, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. It helps in our weaknesses. It helps when we are overwhelmed by problems. It helps when we don't even know what to do. The anointing will help you. It will lift you up. 
when you are so weak, you don't even feel like rising up from your bed to pray. The anointing will help you. The Holy Spirit will quicken you, bring you to your feet, help you to pray. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? I'm trying to get you to understand why you also need the anointing. Why every Christian needs the anointing. I'm trying to let you understand that it is not only pastors that need the anointing to preach. But you also, you need the anointing. Hallelujah. The anointing will help you when you come or you appear before a judge. You come to court. When you are coming for an interview, the anointing will help you to answer appropriately. When someone is going to interview you and you pray for the Holy Spirit to accompany you, you pray for the anointing that is upon you to answer for you. The Bible says the anointing will answer for you. The Holy Spirit will answer for you. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 12 and verse 11. It says, and when they bring you unto the synagogues and unto magistrates. You know what is magistrate? A magistrate. Like a judge. When they bring you unto magistrates and powers, take ye no thought how or what thing ye shall answer or what ye shall say. For the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour what ye ought to say. The Holy Ghost. When you come before an immigration judge, when you come before a judge, when you sit before people who are interviewing you, a panel of judges, you see, they, everyone who is interviewing you is l- waiting for your answers so they can judge you to be good or bad. They can judge you to be worthy or unworthy. Isn't that so? Isn't that why they, they interview and ask you all sorts of questions? Sometimes even some questions that are even inappropriate and they are asking you. But at that time, the Holy Spirit will give you answers. The Holy Spirit will tell you exactly what to say. The Holy Spirit will bring what the answers ought to be. Appropriate answers. When you have the anointing. Don't you need the anointing? Don't you think it is great if you are going for an interview? You see, you will think that it is your nice suit and tie. Or your crisp white blouse with your nice Calvin Klein jacket or suit. That is going to give you the job. But you go and you find out that someone is wearing more expensive jacket and more crispier shirt than yours. With a nice scarf on their head. And you think you have spoken very well. And then you say that it went very well. But someone has come with a certain power behind him. And then the company asks about our mission. And then some answer comes from your mouth. It is the anointing. I say it is the anointing. When you have the anointing, it says when you appear before judges, when you appear before people who are interviewing you, the anointing, the Holy Ghost will speak for you. Will speak for you. Amen. That is why sometimes you go on a job, they hired you, or you, you see some people are hired and you don't understand. You say, How? The person can't even speak properly. But they have hired the person. The Holy Spirit, the anointing. Every Christian, every child of God. He says, 
It says, if you are a child of God, if you say you are a son of God, then you must be led by the Holy Spirit. As many as are led, as many as are led by the Spirit. As many as are led by the Spirit. They are the sons of God. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So the anointing is very important in our lives. Anointing is very important. Sometimes people bring some complex situation before you. You sit to talk with people and you think it's some simple thing. They say, oh, Reverend, we want to talk to you. And you think it's some simple thing. But when they begin, one person, by the time they finish narrating, you are forgotten the beginning. When they start and they say, Reverend, this is what happened. This is my side. And as they are talking, and the person finishes. You try to remember where did this start from. You can't even remember. And then you also ask the other person, okay, now you two, tell me your... And then that one also starts. So by the time they finish, your mind is... But when you have the anointing at that moment, the anointing, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, it brings things to your mouth. It brings things to your mouth. At that same hour, at that same hour, and then they look at you and they say, wow, what you said is very wise. I'm going to do that. It's the anointing. It's not you. It's the anointing. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Every Christian needs the anointing. Amen. Amen. Every Christian needs the anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. The anointing will help you to do good. Oh, yes. The anointing will help you to do good. Amen. 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 The anointing will help you to be a good person. He says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Hallelujah. When the Holy Ghost, when the anointing came upon Jesus, the Bible says he went about doing good. He went about doing good. You cannot do good without the anointing. When the anointing is upon you, it helps you to do good. Amen. When the anointing comes upon you, it makes you a good person. It enables you to do good. It enables you to do... If you want to be good, you have to pray for the anointing. Amen. 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 If you want to be a good wife, you have to pray for the anointing. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You need the anointing to be a good wife. You need the anointing to be a good husband. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, Tina. You need the anointing. If you want to be a good wife... You need the anointing. You have to pray for the anointing. So many, you see, people don't intend to be bad. Do you understand? People don't intend to be bad. But you see, you cannot do good by yourself. Look at Romans. Romans chapter 7 and verse 18. Romans chapter 7 and verse 18. He says, For I know This is Paul speaking. This is Paul. Paul. The apostle Paul. 
He says, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, this flesh, this my body. He says, I know that in me, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. No good thing. For to will is present with me. You see, many people want to do, many women want to be good wives. Many women want to be good wives. Many husbands want to be good husbands. But in this flesh, with these same ears, when they hear certain something, when they, this ear, this flesh, when they hear certain something, something comes out of this mouth that is not good. And you, you, I don't want to do that. But this flesh, this ear, as far as I have these ears and I have these eyes, when I see, it makes me say some things that are not good. He says, in this flesh, he says, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, in my ears, if I'm going by my ears and my eyes and my mouth and my mind and this heart that I have, no patience, there's no good that dwelleth in me. Dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me. I have a will to do good. You know, when I see you, I want us to do good to ourselves. I want us to be happy. But for this flesh, this flesh doesn't allow me because the ear hears and then it transmits to the brain and the brain sends something fast to my mouth. By the time I realize, it is out. And I never intended, and then as you say you don't like it, I said, why did I say this? Why? Why? He said, to will, to will, to will is present with me. For to will is present with me. But how? How to perform that which is good? I find not. I can't find a way to do what is good. It's hard. But when you have the anointing. It says when you have the anointing. It says how Jesus Christ was anointed by the Holy Ghost. And he went about doing good. You go about doing good as a husband. You go about doing good as a wife. You go about doing good as a son. You go about doing good as a daughter. When the Holy Ghost, when you have the anointing, it makes you a good business partner. It it makes it difficult for you to cheat. But when you don't have the Holy Ghost, you say, my partner will never find out. You see, I didn't intend to do this, but this flesh, I felt that you... I don't know how. I don't know how. It says to perform that which is good, I find not. But to will, to do the good thing, I have the will. But how to do it is my problem. How to say nice things to you all the time, that is my problem. But when you have the anointing, I say when you have the anointing, you go about doing good. You go about doing good. Hallelujah. Amen. You do good as an anointed person. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You'll be a good employer. You employ people and you do them good. You'll be fair. you pay them well. You'll be a good employee. Amen. You'll be liked. You'll be treated well. You'll treat people well. Amen. Oh, you don't understand the message. Yeah. We need the anointing. Amen. So this message is very relevant to every Christian. 
it is very relevant to every Christian. The prophet Daniel, he was a prophet, but at the same time, he was a prime minister. And the Bible described him as a good one. A prime minister that every regime wanted to maintain him. It never happens. It will never happen. It will never happen that when the party is gone and another party comes, they will keep you as a prime minister. It will never happen. Your party lost the elections, but the new president says, I will maintain you as a prime minister. It will never happen. But Daniel, he was a prophet anointed for the ministry work, anointed for the work of God, at the same time anointed for his carnal work as a prime minister to do excellent job that every president wanted to maintain him. Hallelujah. The Bible says that an excellent spirit was found in him. And that is the anointing. The excellent spirit. When it's in you, it makes you a desirable employee. It makes your bosses desire to keep you. May your bosses find you with excellent spirits. May you be found as an employee with an excellent spirit. May your bosses always want a need, have a need to keep you, to maintain you. Changing bosses one after the other, but you will never lose your position because of the anointing that is upon you. They will keep you. They will maintain you because they find an excellent spirit in you. You are an employee with an excellent spirit. You will be described as a student with an excellent spirit in the name of Jesus. Says an excellent spirit was found in him. Amen. Amen. So the anointing at the same time is given for the work of the ministry. The anointing is given for the work of the ministry. Amen. Amen. And without the anointing, we cannot do the work. That is why our shepherds must pray for the anointing. Even to pick up a phone to call someone, it takes the anointing. To have a desire to visit someone, it takes the anointing. If you want to build the house of God, it takes the anointing. You cannot do it otherwise. It is the anointing. Let us read the famous Zechariah 4 and verse 6. Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6. Are you understanding the message so far? Zechariah chapter 4. And verse number six. He says, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain. Before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain. And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, grace, grace, grace unto, unto it. Grace, grace unto it. He says, who are thou, O great mountain? I don't know what mountain stands before you. I don't know what mountain you are facing. But with the anointing, the mountain shall become like a plain before you. Amen. 
He said, when Zerubbabel was anointed, the mountain becomes like a plain before him. Whatever situation stands before you as a mountain, let the anointing of God come upon you and make it look like a plain to you. Hallelujah. But he says, he says, it is not by might, nor by power. It's not by power, but by my spirit. By my spirit, saith the Lord. You see, you would think that we need a power also, don't we? We need a power in the ministry. Without the power, it's hard to do the ministry work. We need a might for the ministry work. You see, now this is where we get confused. This is where we got confused and people chase after the power. You see, people think that it is through the power. When you have the power and when you speak and the people are... You see, people feel... So people go after the power. People try to speak with certain way like it's, there's power in what you are saying. Isn't that so? They say things that makes you feel like there's power in what they are saying. Other four. You see, when I say something like that, you feel there is power in my voice. Many things can be there. After services, see me. See me. See me. You see, they talk with a certain voice. And ordinarily, if you are having conversation with them, that is not how they talk. Do you understand? So people go for this power and people learn this power and they want this power but it says it is not by might, it is not by power but by my spirit. By my spirit. So what it means is that yes, you can see power flowing. You can see miracles. You can see that as I'm preaching, healings are going around. And as I'm preaching, you will not live here with the same disease, same heaviness, same depression, same spirit that is after you. You will not live here with that same spirit. It will leave you. But it is not by, it's not by might. It's not by power. What you are feeling, the power that comes to you, the power that you feel when you lay hands and the power that causes people to fall, it is not because of a certain power, but it is that spirit. It is by the spirit. So the power comes, but the power comes because of the spirit. The might comes, the might, the strength, it comes, but it's not the might that does the work. It is the spirit. So sometimes you realize that even as a minister, you are so tired. Perhaps you have gone to work, you have worked, you have done this, you have, and then you are so tired. Even getting up in the morning to just get yourself to get, you are so tired. But certain strength comes. Certain power, certain strength, certain might comes. Do you understand? And then you wonder. It's because of the anointing. It's because of the anointing. That you come and minister and afterwards counseling after counseling, talking after talking. You cannot do this ordinarily. You can't do it ordinarily. It's the anointing. So you get the might through the spirit. You get the power through the spirit. 
Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So, it is the thing that we should go after. The spirit. The anointing. That is what we should go after. That is what we... He says, it's not by might. It's not by power. You will see it. In the ministry, there is might. In the ministry, there is power. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Look at the healing Jesus. I mean, you can see that they need strength. I mean, bishop ministering. I mean, having a crusade. And the next morning at dawn, he's having another meeting. Long meeting with the pastors. And then in the evening. And then in the morning. And then the evening. And then you finish three days. Back to back to back to back. And then the next, you are going to the next town. Human strength. You can't do that. You can't do that. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You can't do that. You will, they call it type A personality. You will die from high blood pressure. Do you understand? Sometimes some of the headaches that the people give you, you, you cannot handle. You will die soon. You will die soon. But when the anointing of God is upon you, when the anointing is upon you, it gives you might. It gives you strength. It gives you supernatural ability. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? When the anointing of God is upon you, it enables you. The Bible calls him the enabler. The enabler. So he says, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. That's what the Lord is saying. It's not by might. It's not by power. So that should not be the thing that you are chasing after. That should not be the thing that you are hungry after. But you should hunger for the anointing. Oh, today I feel power in the place. There's power. Yes, you will feel power. But what is bringing the power is the anointing. It's the spirit that brings the power. It's the spirit that brings the might. It's the spirit that brings the power. Hallelujah. So he says, Who are thou, O great mountain? Oh, great mountain. Who are thou? Who are you? Before Zerubbabel, who is anointed, he said, before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain. The great mountain, you'll be leveled down. So, no matter what mountain is before you, when you are anointed, when you face a mountain, it's like a plain. Whatever problem that you have, let the anointing of God come upon you to rise up. That the anointing will lift your head up above every mountain. That you see the mountain as plain. 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 They are having problem at the job. And difficulties. They can't find solution. They don't know how to go about it. And then they call you. You come. You see that the anointing lifts you up like this. And then the problem becomes like a plane. Right before you. Right before you. And they wonder how, 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 how. Your boss could not even solve this. Experienced people could not solve it, but the anointing of God that is upon this child makes the mountain become like a plain before you. Impossible solutions, impossible situations. See that you are having solutions to them. You, you are having answers to them. You see that every time your boss is gravitating towards you, 
That is what happened to Daniel. That is what happened to Joseph. Impossible situation, but the anointing of God comes upon you and it makes it look like a plane. Makes it so simple. Amen. So that is why you also, when you are not careful, it will make you proud. Do you understand? It can make you proud. And then you can lose it. The next verse, it says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. His hands shall also finish it. Thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto you. When you start something, the anointing will make you finish it. I said the anointing will make you finish it. Every project that you have begun will be finished because of the anointing. Every project that is in your life will be completed because of the anointing. Every career that you are embarking on, whatever you have set your hand to do, because of the anointing, you will complete it. In the name of Jesus. Because of the anointing. What you have begun. He says, our God, he is faithful. That what he has begun, he is faithful also to complete it. And the people will know. He said that, and, they, thou, and thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. Yes. That is why shepherds need the anointing. You need the anointing. When you are calling people, you need the anointing. You need the anointing. When you are, want to visit people, you need the anointing. You need the anointing. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you this afternoon, this evening? Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. It says, But ye shall receive power. Do you see? So, in Zechariah it says, It's not by might, it's not by power. But don't we need the power? Don't we need the might? Don't we need the strength to do the work? We need the strength. We can't be doing the work without strength. Like we are weak. As I'm standing here and I'm preaching, you see the man is shaking. Like he's very weak. You can't do it. Do you understand? Yeah, that they have to bring a chair for you to sit down to minister. We need a mind. We need a strength. But he says, but ye shall receive power. Ye shall receive power. When? When? When do you receive power? After that, the Holy Spirit, the anointing is come upon you. That is when you have power. That is when you can do things with power. That is when you can preach with power. That is when you can minister with power. That is when you can touch people and the power of God is falling upon them. You shall receive power only after, after the Holy Spirit is come upon you. When the Holy Spirit is come upon you, then you will receive power. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. Then you receive power. So, it's the anointing that we should go after. We shouldn't be chasing after the power. And that is why many people don't go far in the ministry. They are attracted to the ministry by the power. They are attracted by the power. They see a man of God who is ministering with power. And they are attracted by the power. And they see one who is ministering and it doesn't seem, you know, it's anything. But the person is anointed. That is what you have to desire. That is what you have to desire. 
if you, in Jesus' time, I mean, if you see him the way his messages are, you will not think he's anointed. You will not think he's anointed. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. But there's power. When the anointing came upon him, power came. Power came. Amen. Power. Hallelujah. So the anointing will give you power, supernatural power. It will give you supernatural strength. It will give you might. But that is not what does the work. What is really working is the anointing. What you really need is the anointing. Hallelujah. So we must pray for the anointing. How many of you agree that we must pray for the anointing? We must pray for the anointing. Every Christian must pray for the anointing. Every husband must pray for the anointing. Every wife must pray for the anointing. If you are a worker, you must pray for the anointing. Amen. When the anointing comes upon you, it gives you might. It gives you ability. It gives you supernatural strength. One day, Elijah came before Ahab. Elijah, after he has um, caused all the confusion in Israel and there was famine in the land. And the Lord sent him back to Ahab. And he had a conversation with Ahab. And he said that there's going to be rain. And he prayed. He prayed and he said there's a sign. There's a cloud like a fist. And there's rain coming. So he told, he told Ahab. He told King Ahab. He says, mount on your chariot. Mount on your chariot and take off. Mount on your chariot and take off. So King Ahab mounted on his chariot. He says, go before the rain catches you. Otherwise, you will not make it. So he mounted on his chariot and he started and going and going and going and Elijah, anointing of God came upon him and he started to run. He started to run. He ran faster than the chariots. See the anointing, people are embarking on degrees. They are taking degrees. They are taking classes. They are taking a lot of classes. They are taking extra classes. As you children are sitting in the church of God, in the evening, the night before your school, whatever, you are sitting in church, and people are sleeping already. Eight o'clock, they are sleeping, resting so that on the first day of school, they will be concentrated, ready with their books, and, their, and you are sitting in church. Elijah mounted with the anointing. He ran. He ran. The anointing will make you run past people who have led you. It will run past people who have taken lead. It will make you run past people who went further. The anointing of God, when it's upon you, you will take over. You will overcome those who are ahead of you because of the anointing. As a student, people who are doing extra classes, the anointing of God will propel you forward. You will come ahead of them because of the anointing. Because of the anointing. Supernatural power. Some power has come upon you. Some supernatural power is upon you because of the anointing. Hallelujah. It propels you ahead. It propels you ahead. Seek the anointing. Pray for the anointing. Ask God for the anointing. Hallelujah. When the anointing is upon you. Yes. People, the group, group studies. 
It's Tuesday evening. They're having group studies. He said, aren't you saying, he said, I'm going to church. Today, I'm the one that is leading. I'm ministering. And then you come to church. And let them study. Let them study in groups. But that is not what has happened to you once you were in your, your some program, something. Yeah. They say, we are doing group studies. He says, I have to be in church on Sunday. And after church, we have to go on visitation. After church, we have to do this. After church, we stay here late. You see, sometimes when you are staying here late, you get irritated. And you, are, you, you, you want to go. You want to reverend. And then you see someone talking to reverend. Oh. Another person has crossed him. Reverend almost got into his car. Look at this person. True or not true? then you are angry with the people. Why are you disturbing Reverend? They are disturbing you, not me. They are disturbing you. Your sleep is what they are disturbing. They are disturbing you. And then you are giving them sign. Hey. You are giving them sign. Reverend is tired. You see. Me, I'm anointed. I'm not tired. You are worrying the man. <laughs> Why are you worrying Reverend like that? You see? He worked all night and he came in the morning, he has preached, he has counseled, he has done this, and now he's going this last minute also. You have stopped him. You see? And you want to go. But as you stay late, you see, you feel tired. You feel you have stayed longer. But the people who have taken lead. The anointing of God. They are on their chariots, but they will see you bypassing them, running past them, running past them. They are on their chariots, but you are walking, running. The anointing of God. The anointing of God. Hallelujah. Let us seek the anointing. Amen. Let us seek the anointing. Hallelujah. Do you realize we need the anointing? Everyone, every Christian needs the anointing. Hallelujah. Wonderful. I wanted to lay that foundation so you see also as a Christian, this is very relevant to you. That is very relevant to you. That you also need the anointing. You need the anointing. Hallelujah. You need the anointing. It says most pastors would hasten their progress in their ministry if they would understand this simple truth of Allah. There is no new and special anointing that God wants to give you. He's simply going to give you another of the same kind. Another of the same kind. God will give us the same kind of anointing that has been. Amen. Even the same anointing that was on Jesus was what was promised to the apostles also. To receive the same kind of anointing. Hallelujah. We will pause here. We want to pause here. And we will continue next time we meet. Why don't you clap your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet, stand to your feet. Oh, why don't you pray for the anointing? Ask the Lord, ask the Lord, ask the Lord to give you the anointing, the Holy Spirit, to give you the anointing, to give you the anointing, give you his spirit. Holy Spirit, 
Oh, pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Karesatore makabanda laba. Kiandore mosite lakatunte kabros tandore manda nandore manda shebre yandore manda zulebro kainde remazu kabayanda kie masotele makaba hehe mazule kabo shabayanda iande remasotere yanda mayanda jelesoke kalele mama nando nandolema zato o yelebo pepelabo kabo sabo lebrese Andara Bazatori Andara Bakaba, me Andara Mazo, Lebros, for the power that comes with the anointing, for the might that comes with the anointing, for the supernatural strength that comes for the anointing, for the supernatural ability that comes with the anointing. Lord, we thank you for this great anointing. We thank you, Lord, for the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you have freely given us the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord. For you say, as many as are led by the Spirit, as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Lord, we include ourselves in them that are led by the Spirit, for we are indeed children of God. We thank you, Lord, for your Spirit. We thank you for the anointing in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the anointing that is in this church, the anointing that is upon our Father, which has descended upon us. We are grateful, Lord, the abundance of the anointing that is upon this church. We are grateful, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let that same anointing come upon the shepherds. Let the same anointing come upon the pastors. Let the same anointing come upon husbands. Let that same anointing come upon wives, upon our sons, upon our daughters, upon all of our children. We pray for that anointing anointing that comes upon workers workers in this church the workers that are in your house let the anointing of god come upon them enable them make them supernatural workers in the name of jesus we are grateful lord we are thankful for this great blessing that you have given us in jesus name amen now with all eyes closed and every head bowed if you are here tonight you want to give your life to jesus you are saying pastor pray with me i want to receive jesus christ as my savior if that is your prayer you are saying pastor i want to receive jesus as my savior if that is your prayer wherever you are just lift up your right hand up high above your head you want to receive jesus as your savior with all eyes closed and every head bow you are saying pastor i want to welcome jesus christ into my life i need this anointing that enables a person to do supernatural things he says as many as are led by the spirit if that is your prayer you want to give your life to jesus lift up your hand and i'll pray with you is there anyone here like that you want to receive jesus as your savior then lift up your hand high above and i'll pray with you anyone here like that anyone here why don't you all join me as you say this prayer with me say lord jesus thank you for dying for me i have sinned against you lord jesus tonight i repent of my sins i come before you with a heart full of repentance lord jesus please forgive me 
cleanse me purify me this evening I welcome you into my life Lord Jesus be my Lord be my master be my savior please write my name in the book of life thank you Jesus for saving me in Jesus name amen hallelujah you you may be seated with a clap offering unto the Lord oh I thought somebody wanted to clap for the Lord We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.